Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, September 20th, 2022. Today on the Ether, about the last 45 minutes or so of the Lunk Dow Lunk Orgy. Haters and keyboard warriors face us. Let's take a listen. Part of it, not the actual details, but the, the comparison to like the, the way the universe sort of works. It's, part, it's a very interesting story. It's like, yeah. it's like a very well-crafted, very specific sort of story. I actually took a class when I was in college, um, and I, I went to religious schools for eight years, so I don't think like it was a pretty interesting class to take, but um, like the Bible is literature, and it was really amazing because it's like one of like the greatest pieces like um, I think of literature that's like ever been written, and you can look at it from a completely like a religious perspective, and it's just sort of brilliant, all of the allegories that are in it. Um, yeah, and pretty cool, like, depending on which, which version of it you read and stuff like that. Mm, cool. Um, this is also just another random thought, but Sefi, when it was, like, uh, like, at the peak of COVID, obviously I know, like, your job was, like, really to do with it, and it was, like, really busy and stuff. But, like, I remember in the UK, for example, there was a real outcrying of support for, like, the health workers, like, well, you specifically, really. They were basically shouting, go Sefi, go Sefi. Um, and I was wondering, did you ever consider like wearing like a Superman like T-shirt underneath your like scrubs or whatever you were when you were to work? And then like whenever someone's like, thank you, Dr. Sefi, you're like, oh, no worries. And then you rip open your shirt and there's like a Superman shirt under that. Yeah, there's a there's a brand uh, called Underoos. Have you ever heard of Underoos? Oh, no. the those were the best. Yeah, underoos are the superheroes uh, underwear of choice. I don't know if you're aware of this, Zara. Um, you know, the UK is kind of backwards where you are, but they yeah. have this. At the, yeah, you can buy these at the local store um, in uh, anywhere around here. <clears throat> yeah, you could be like Luke Skywalker or Superman or whatever. But yeah, underoos are good. Yeah, but I did wear them, yeah, for like the last two years straight. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I feel pretty um, bummed out that someone's already come up with this stuff. But I guess. Um, the fact that I came up with it as well just shows that we're all like connected and stuff. Like it's it's a nice feeling. Well, it's just it just confirms you're thinking in the right ways, you know. Yeah, I've got the like, bunny mindset and the grind set. I've got I my in the bag. Yeah, you know what's up, right? It's just Is it, Zara. Like, what what fraction uh, Algerian are you? You said you're like a quarter. No, no, I'm half Algerian. My dad is up from Algeria. So half Algerian. So like. That that's an interesting topic in of itself, right? Because you, the, someone posted that. Uh, sorry, did I hear uh, Lucifer in the Garden of Eden refer to that as that snake nigga? And I guess my question to you is: Is there a level of like, if you're like genetically only so black, right? Are you allowed to say this word? Like, like what if you're only like quarter black or maybe an eighth black? Are yeah, black? I mean, or is there, like, is there like is there a level after which like? you've leveled up and you have enough points to like wield this uh, yeah. special sword. I mean, there is a point system. I know that um, with regards to saying these words, but um, North Africans have a very different style of uh, ideas about race compared to say Americans. Cause there's a lot more divide there, like white versus black culturally and socially, I think. Um, but in North Africa, um, everything is free game. You can say whatever you want. Um, and the, only sort of mutual the, the main sort of feeling in north africa is we love everyone apart from israel so yeah that's the main it started as what like a racist american term right it wasn't like uh or something like that it wasn't uh so in africa it wasn't even a thing right people probably didn't use it at all so it's like you guys just like culturally appropriated it so you guys are bad 
Um, so yeah, like yeah. African continent Africans using the word nigga probably is bad um, because um, you didn't, you don't actually uh, like you're just being bad black people at that point. I think. Yeah, it's kind of like internalized, like globalized racism. It's like these people are racist to these people over here. So let's take it and then let's claim it and weaponize it against each other. I think it's a really powerful weapon to put down people that you don't like, like just, you know, in general, like it has a lot of um, weight in itself. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I think that's kind of beautiful, actually. Like words are like spells. That's why it's called spelling. I have a serious question. Well, it's not that serious, but I actually find it really fucking funny. Um, so I'm going to share this clip just because I think the clip is funny in itself, but then, oh, I just lost it. I have to go find it. But then I want to know if you guys have heard about this situation and what you think about it. Because um, I think it's one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. But, sorry. I totally lost it. I'm looking for... Okay, here it is. Okay, I just shared it. So everybody... Let me know, watch the clip, and then let me know if they've seen the situation that this is talking about and if they've followed it at all. I um I have to go on mute because looking at this this video has, has ignited a strange feeling inside me. And um I think it's inappropriate to stay on the space. Have you guys seen not the actual Tucker stuff, but have you seen well the Tucker stuff is funny, but have you guys seen the pictures of this person? in Canada. Yeah, the shop teacher. That shit is hilarious. I know. What do you guys think of it? And I'm not asking I think of it as I think of it as an upgrade. It's an upgrade of some kind. You think it's an upgrade? Yeah, it's like a power up in a video game. Like you you maybe like jump and you you know how you run around you get gold. And you jump and you hit that little thing and like all this other gold pops out. And then this like like object comes out and it's this upgrade. Mm, yeah, I, I, I see a lot of lower back pain and I think I feel bad for the person. So you, you consider this, Jonathan, a chiropractic problem? <laughs> I do. I, yeah. I, I see this as a structural problem where the muscles will not be aligned. And yeah, I just don't, you know, it's not functional. This is, this is what you're worried about. In this context, yes. <laughs> I think if you found that in the alleyway, there because he's from Canada, so I'm curious what he thinks. I'm pretty sure this uh, person is from Canada. Yeah, she's. Jer Bear, any thoughts? Yeah, she's giving my country a really bad look, and I don't appreciate it. Well, we have we have a saying in my family. Uh, I hope it's okay, and I can say this publicly, but more than a handful is a waste. That's something I was raised on. So just to give some perspective. Wait, what was this in relation to? Um, the video Lots. that you had to mute yourself about. Oh, yes. oh I saw I just started blacking out. Not like in a sleep in like a trauma way. <laughs> hey, um random question for you guys. Do any of you guys cook? And if so, do you think tamarind sauce? Would be good in sausage. No. Oh, Jerber, I have a question for you as well. Uh, shoot. Are you ready? Have you tried the Nyquil chicken yet? I beg your pardon, the Nyquil chicken. Have you tried the new TikTok recipe called Nyquil chicken? Um, no, I don't use TikTok, so. All right. Well, I'm just saying I heard all the young, cool kids are trying it. So let us know. Do you think like, the vibe would be off if we were all hanging, off, hanging out in real life right now? Like if we were all sort of lounging on like a, you know, one of those 1960s like conversation pits? You know, I've literally, I've thought about that before and like how it would be for all of us to hang out in person. I think it'd actually be fun as fuck. <laughs> like I think it'd be dope. I think there would be certain people that would be a little awkward in person. But I won't say who. There's also a very large age gap between, like, a lot of us, you know? 
I mean, Adi, like you, me, and like Zara, Katie, were some of us are young, but there's also quite a few that are older. I mean, I'm not weird about it. I think it's fun to have friends of different ages. I think there would be some people who I'd want to want to sit close to, and other people who I wouldn't, because I'd suspect their their breath is pretty fucking rancid. <laughs> Good one, coach. So whose breath would be rancid? Um, well, I don't want to be personal, but I think Jerba's breath is <laughs> not great. Jerba, can you defend yourself from these allegations? How yeah, you- uh, I just want to let you know that every time I go to the dentist and ask them how my teeth and breath are, they always give me a 10 out of 10. And I use an electric toothbrush and floss twice a day. You must be crypto rich to buy an electric toothbrush. Uh, no, I just got it on a good sale. I'm not rich. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> Where is Sefi gone? Sefi's um, kissing his wife, I believe. Hey, uh, Coach Bruce, can I get that? I was really impressed with Open Eye last night. You have? Can you like DM me his handle if you don't mind? I want to make sure I'm following him just to I think um, keep, I think keep up on his journey. His journey is open eye project. Open eye project. All right. It's not, it's not, he's not called Open Eye. He's running the Open Eye project to open everyone's eyes. You know what the sad part is? I have a custom UFO tattoo on my arm, and I don't even believe in UFOs anymore. I should have sent that to him. Tattoos are forever. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I really like the name of the space at the moment Big Brained, High IQ, Forest Dwelling, Kind Hearted, Fairy Friendlies Only. Thank you. Um, and if you were a fairy creature, what would you would you be and why? And I want you to build a story around like how we found you, because obviously we're like a congregation of fairy animals and we all walk through the forest and find other friends. So yeah, if anyone would like to step up. Yeah, maybe every every furry animal could be saved at some point. Like has has been found in some kind of situation, stuck in a trap or like very scared mm. of, of some maybe he's up in a tree hiding in the branches because he's scared of anteaters sniffing around near the trunk of the trees. Uh, and we, as the congregation, have, have saved you. And then we've kind of banded together. We've formed a union of sorts to protect each other as we roam through the forest and collect our berries. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think anteaters are quite a fearsome foe if you're just a small little Joe, you know. Um, it's kind of like a, a, a fearsome, grotesque monster, grotesque, grotesque monster. So, Addy, what sort of like cute creature would you be? Be like a fluffy bird, or like a mouse, or like a made-up one? Oh, Moonrise is here. That's great. Well, what? What is your? I added him in. What'd you say, Coach? I said, not just what you are, but where you we live in the trunk of a tree or in a nest or like mm. hide under a fallen log or have you built your own little burrow and dug down? Yeah, I like to think that um, I'm like a little sort of like a fairy. Okay, Moonrise, please mute yourself when I'm speaking. Thank I you. muted him for him. Thank you. Um, I'd like to think that I sort of made like Moonrise, shut the fuck up. Um, I made like a little home sort of in a tree like you know when you walk by a tree and it has like sort of an opening in it like a hole in it mm. um, I'd mm. like to think that I like went in there and it's like I live sort of with the squirrels but um, where they have their little nests and the squirrels let me because I'm just like a little tiny fairy and they let me sleep in the nest with the baby squirrels and I'm sort of like I'm sort of like the au pair to the baby squirrels. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, the the mom and dad squirrels are out, you know, collecting acorns and such for the winter, and I like have a tiny little fairy apron on, and and I like open up an acorn and I cook like a nice meal with it for them, and I feed it to them, and I would have little wings, and I think I'd be sort of like maybe wearing a dress made out of like. Um, like a maple leaf or something like that and then I would sort of flit around sometimes and I, I would leave the tree on occasion 
and sort of just like go explore the forest. But I'm very, very small, like, like so, so tiny. I'm, I'm smaller than the baby squirrels almost. So I'm really, really small. That's um, amazing. So everything is very big to me. And I Daddy, think it would just feel really Moonrise, shut up. Shut the fuck up. Moonrise, Moonrise, why Moonrise, why the fuck do you think we have a single shot together about anything you say? I hate you. Shut up, Moonrise. I'm still What do you mean that you're smaller than the squirrels? I mean I'm smaller than the baby squirrel. What the fuck is confusing about that? you ask the dumbest questions. You don't know what a baby squirrel is? My God. Oh, I don't know what a baby squirrel is, but yeah, I'm smaller than a moonrise. Are you fucking listening to the story? You've been yeah, here but the you're... entire time. But you're uh... obviously bigger, though. Moonrise. No, I'm right, listen not. To me for a second, don't oh. speak over me, right? Okay. Moonrise, we were getting into a creative flow of things. Addy was telling wait, Zara, a beautiful wait, Zara, story. Sarah, Sarah. I was asking. She just Addie. said, "Don't speak over you, you fucking moron." Let her speak. Moonrise, are you retarded? Were you hit? By your mother with the saucepan in the head when you were a baby, or did you just did she just drink when she was pregnant, or did you just fall oh, down a flight of stairs and just keep smashing you. your head over and over? What is wrong with you? How do you have absolutely zero social awareness every single time you open the space? Everyone sighs and looks. Thank and you, Zara. We heard you. Now. Zara. Here we go. Zara, we heard you. I think. I think. Zara, Jesus Christ, take like, some benzos or something. I think. Jeez, dude, do you do this to your children? Look, I've got compassion because i think moonrise did rudely interrupt addy and didn't allow her to tell her story of her origin and where she lives and stuff at the same time i think moonrise is like we've listened to moonrise enough now to realize that he has probably asperger's syndrome or something undiagnosed i'm sure but um we can have compassion for him too he might not be allowed to come and speak very frequently but we should be empathic to him yeah meanwhile i'd like to apologize for my earlier comments <laughs> don't apologize for comments you said don't say the comments anyway don't addy can you comments. carry on please please <laughs> i don't know you were a, a small fairy um being a fairy au pair you had a dress so an apron made out of leaves it was it was really good mm. really good <laughs> sorry okay <laughs> i don't know if i can get back on my train of thought now well this is the listen moonrise see what you did here you interrupted her vibe and her train of thought okay i'll go i'll go and by doing okay. so I'll you go. ruined the whole group i'll go no i didn't really mean it i think the lesson to be learned here is that you must respect the other speakers when they are speaking and just you know if you want to say something raise your hand man. make it that mm. simple Somebody's now somebody. he's left well, no, but moonrise brings a good like, i don't want to leave inquisitive fun right well moonrise always needs to be certain about things like he's always okay you've got feedback he always needs to be certain about things like if you ever say anything moonrise needs to know why and like how and how exactly and what exactly do you mean the issue is that sometimes we're talking in a way where the real and the unreal just doesn't matter and accuracy just doesn't matter at all. In fact, it's the most boring thing to focus on. Um, and it's also disrespectful. Like if, if Addie's talking about her childhood and her nest and stuff, it's disrespectful to ask specific questions. Just let her express herself. One thing that I did think was like almost be bewildering, kind of baffling was that when he did ask his question, when he said, what do you mean you're bigger? What do you mean you're smaller than the baby squirrels? He was yeah. asking that completely earnestly. <laughs> he really was confused. Honestly, I, I don't know what. It was shocking. I could think such up. no empathy just came across me. It was like a wave. Like I just, I just had, <laughs> I felt nothing. I'm normally a really empathetic person, but I don't know. I just, that little bear face, it makes me seem as a, a, no, a bear. And as we're, as Addy is a small creature, I thought, what if he ate Addy? And I guess I kind of read the conversation and him interrupting as him trying to attack and eat the small, delicate, fairy Addy. And that made me really upset. So it made me really spurg out. I think so. I think it was a motherly wrath. You know, like if you're a big bear 
and your little bear is walking along and, and like some kind of, I don't know, like a hyena or something similar tries to take it and go away. And that motherly rage where you, you chase down the hyena and tear it to shreds, you know, even if it didn't hurt your baby, it intended to. Um, and I think when you speak, Zara, I get this impression that you feel like you're, you're Addie's mother. I guess you could say that I am Addie's mother in um, some ways. Um, I guess I'm a mother to um, everyone and everything. And um, everyone is also a mother to me. And that mother is like the representation of sort of like the feminine spirit and um, nature and connection with the earth. And, um, you know, we're all a mother. Sefi is mostly my mother, though. He's like my number one mom. I have like a ranking system. I'm a special mother for your mother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sefi, where do you live in the forest and what kind of creature are you? Uh, I'm this bird that's kind of roams the sky and kind of like super, you know, is watching things, trying to find maybe something to eat. Uh, just supervising from above, just kind of watching all the things scurrying around, uh, really getting like a, a view from above with the trees and everything, up, and uh, and then periodically swooping down to get a closer look, uh, maybe to get some a bite to eat, right? Pick pick some fish out of the river and things like that. I think I, yeah, maybe see myself as a just an observer bird. Mm. Do you do you care about the the fish families that you ruin by killing their babies? Or do you do it kind of cold-heartedly? Like, is there any kind of cognizance of the harm you might cause to the fish families? No, the fish are just food as far as I'm concerned. Not too worried about them. Mm. I, mean, I, I picked the fish that are, look like they're evil, though. So feels like in this space, there are very different levels of empathy between participants. So do you want to do like a ranking list? Sorry, actually, I don't. I don't want that. Um, I don't. I haven't had Bob Legai speak, and I'd like to. Um, I'd like to talk. Let's talk about you. My instinct is that I am far too much of a boomer Midwestern normie for this conversation, but I don't want to leave and be rude. The uh, that sounds nice. The, what's nice? The sound of the bugs outside around me. I'm I'm actually working on a tractor, believe it or not. That's really cool. No, it's like, well, this space is very interesting. It collects lots of different types of people. And um, we don't have a tractor fixing uh, Midwestern um, guy here. So welcome to yeah, the club. I, yeah, right. Another Midwesterner here. Fantastic. Yeah, I figured, I figured I'd, I'd hang with it. Like I said, not be rude. I actually came up to point out the irony that the... Uh, the person with the very, very large prosthetic breasts is a shop teacher. So the particular irony that the uh, that the structural soundness was called into question, I thought was worth mentioning. Um, but the conversation oh, you're, saying, you're saying she should know something about like leverage and uh... I would think that a shop teacher should know things like foundation and and uh, yes, foundation height versus base leverage. That makes Did a lot of sense. Did you say she, Hmm? No, I said it makes sense that uh, uh, like this shop teacher would understand about leverage and uh, like uh, like what he was saying about the height and base of a thing and like how to build something. So to be very top heavy, right, where you're falling over and breaking your back or whatever, uh, seems a little bit strange for a shop teacher to design herself that way. Himself, yeah. Oh, well, it's a him. Well, Bob. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Is that, that this she, person is. No, this person is, I want to be respectful here, but biologically a male. And they were a teacher that was teaching as a male. And then they came in this year as a woman. And those are like prosthetic breasts. Like that's not a boob job. That's like something that they're wearing over. I think think Bob is right, though. I mean, he probably is a really, really shitty shop teacher. Like I bet he builds a lot of shit that falls apart and falls over and stuff like that. There's actually videos. Well, you know, there like, are people in this world that would stand up and say that that person is, is more of a woman than some people born as a woman because it's how he, how this person feels inside. I personally would not say she. I don't know if we don't have a category or, or, a, or a, maybe a, a gender category appropriate for, 
for the genre of the of people that, that wish to live their life that way. I don't have a problem, I guess, as long as they're not overly aggressive and encroaching upon the lives and freedoms of other people. I mean, do what you want, I guess. Mm. Thank you, Bob. I, I'm sorry. That's the way I heard Is, it. Thank you. Addy, do you have less respect for this person because it's prosthetics and there isn't a full commitment in your opinion? Does that change the argument? Um, that's not why I wouldn't have respect for them. I would have, I would maybe not have respect for them because they're teaching around children and it comes across as some sort of, uh, I don't think that being confusing, trans is a, confusing, maybe. Yeah, no, thank you. I don't I think you. it's like, I don't think being trans is like a fetish by any means. Like I, like, I, I don't have that view, but in this case, it seems pretty jarring. And like, I like, <laughs> like they're wearing like fetish gear to work. Like that seems strange when you, when you work around children. So that's my opinion. And it's like, if, if like a, a, um, biological woman were teaching and she had her nipples out like that she would like be told so quickly that, <laughs> that she had to like put on a bra or something like teachers have dress codes I just think it's a little crazy but maybe it's different in Canada I don't really know if I saw that I guy in real life I would um, get a knife and I would cut it along the top of his head kind of like the cut that they do for c-sections um, and then I would like peel the skin off his face down kind of like peeling a banana off those plastic floppy prosthetic tits and just completely off him until he was just like a wriggling meat worm and then i would take him to the butchers and then i would make him into north african Magaz sausages with turmeric and 12 other spices mm, i'm very depressed because nobody has asked me what kind of creature i am and where i live uh, before you get to that i was gonna say you know i have a spirit crazy Mm. Yeah, I have this theory, like, um, it goes something like this. The more time someone has to spend in front of the mirror looking at themselves in the morning, the more likely they are to be either depressed or kill themselves. Any, like, <laughs> anyone want to care to refute that? I agree. I would agree. Wait, I think who's, who's more likely to be depressed and kill themselves? People that the long the the higher the number of minutes or hours you spend in front of a mirror just looking at yourself, the higher the probability is you're going to be depressed and kill yourself. No, I stare at myself all day. I'm never killing myself. But I feel like there's people who are especially non-depressed and people who are depressed. Now, remember, I didn't say like it's an automatic that everyone will. I'm just saying the probability is higher. So it's, it's just true. like oh, it's, oh it's, right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And it's just like, simply on the it's not really yeah, a yeah. theory so much as just verifiably true. Like, <laughs> if you look at like the folks who wants to do like sex change operations and things like that, the claim is always that oh like you know these are people that are made fun of or something and that's why you know um, they behave this way and you know it's it's hard to like separate all that obviously but like as someone who's seen like you know a lot of suicides, I would say that like the more obvious thing is like you're like in this position where you just never feel quite normal and you obsess about it yeah. all like the neurotic time. all the time yeah yeah you're neurotic all the time about it and you just can't think of anything but that right like so for example other people might say oh you know they might be thinking about their research that they're gonna do that day or maybe they're thinking about like their book they're writing or maybe they're thinking about whatever the fuck right like their job they're gonna you know the the Rathbone here is trying to figure out who to put in jail or whatever. But the point is like, <laughs> like the longer the time you're spending of just thinking about like what's wrong with yourself or maybe like what's wrong with you, how you look at that moment. Maybe that hair is out of place or everything, you know, there is a sort of like element of that. And like, there's a proportionality to that, that uh, I think is really interesting. Mm. And also Kate, you won't feel suicidal now because you're fairly young. You're, you're in your early twenties. But every single minute you invest in looking at your own face in the mirror is uh, an increased improbability of you committing suicide later on. Like as soon as you see your first wrinkle, as soon as your face sags, as soon as the bags under your eyes become Bro, you dark, don't have hair. Shut the fuck up. I never claimed not to be suicidal, though. It was you who did. I won't be. I won't be. No. Trust me. Every Trust single me. I'll go. Okay, okay, okay. I'll get hot off for like 10 more years, then I'll gradually get less hot. Okay, that's no. life, you know, that's life. When you hit 27, your face, <laughs> 27. Will, your face will sag. 
in one night. One night you'll go to bed and you'll wake up the next morning and you'll look in the mirror and there'll be lines upon lines upon lines, frown lines, 11 lines on your forehead. Your eyes will sag. Your your, your nose will have drooped about 20%. You know, in old people, the, the ears and the nose just get longer and longer and longer. That happens when a girl turns 20, 30. Have you ever been on a Tinder or Bumble or one of those dating apps? Try a little experiment for me. Look for girls who are 29 and see what they look like and then switch it to girls who are 30 and see what they look like. It's it's the most mind-blowing difference you've Yeah, ever it has seen. nothing to do with me, though. Like the average Kate, person. don't worry. He's just saying this because he's a little bit upset that we didn't ask him what forest creature he is. I so know. He's just taking I know, it but it annoys me every time. Oh, yeah. It's disrespectful to his mother. That's why I think. Nobody cares about I where agree. I agree. kind of creature I am. Bruce is uniformly disrespectful. We would like to know now what type of creature you are. Mm. I mean, you're not just asking because you feel no, guilt tripped. You actually. Want I to wanted know. to know. I don't yeah. care what type of creature you are. <laughs> I feel. I don't know. This doesn't feel like an earnest desire to know. All right, that's fine then. I mean, I can just talk <laughs> we can move on. <laughs> no, I want to mm. tell you. Zara, it's your turn now. No. Move quick yeah. enough. <laughs> All right. So. No. Go on. Like, go on, for man. example, let's let's think about this. Okay, for a tell minute. us. Let's, tell us. Let's say, for example, I wanted to replace my genitalia, right? I wanted to go to um, Doctor, what's his name in Thailand? Are you being abusive? Wait, what? You're being abusive. I was going to share who I am. Oh. Where I live. Okay, Zara, was, Zara was gonna share. I do yeah, want to know. Apparently, Talent has a bunch of shinies. And then Safi started talking about his genitals. So now it's like, how can Zara well, even would... go after that? Yeah. I'm a fifty little purple rabbit that lives on a cliffside and it's really windy and it's often very stormy. But I sit there and I lay eggs. Because and they come out like beautiful amethysts. So basically, just I'm a rabbit, I'm a purple rabbit that lays amethysts. And um, the way that the ragtaggle bunch approach me is they come up to me, and one of them, who will be me- mentioned later in this space, fell off a cliff one day in a terrible storms. And I reached out with my little rabbit paws and I grabbed them. And then their friends, the rest of the gang, they put like some like twine made of petals and stuff down, and they picked us both up. And then I joined the gang that way. I think it was Bruce that fell down, actually. So now you can say yours. I'm I'm a little mole, and I used to have a friend who was called Harry the Mouse. And Harry the Mouse was my best friend, and we used to go everywhere together. We used to climb trees and pick berries together and search on the forest floor for particularly beautiful leaves that, that we collected and made little mosaics out of. But sadly, one night, Harry the Mouse snuck out of his burrow and he was eaten by a horrible fox. And after Harry the Mouse was killed, I became very, very sad. I went into a period of, of grieving and hibernation for three years in my burrow. Um, but then eventually, when I woke up, I decided that none of my friends should ever be eaten ever again. It's a horrible thing for foxes to eat my friends. So I decided to build a great network of tunnels between all of the trees. All of my friends live in the bases of trees and their little burrows under the trees. And I decided to make this big network connecting all of the trees. So I I first borrowed a little um, tunnel from my my particular tree, which I take residence in, to um, Frank the Badger's tree. And then I built another big tunnel to my other friends and then more and more and more. And eventually I interconnected all of the trees for all of my my 25 closest friends. And um, I didn't just build tunnels my size. I made sure that I accommodated for the the specific diameters of my friends. So Frank the Badger is is a bit fat. He's he's been indulging in in lots of different treats lately. Um, so he's gained a bit of weight. So I made sure that as Frank the Badger gained weight, I, I reconstructed his tunnel to make its diameter a little bit wider. So now Frank can fit down it. Um, and if he gets even fatter, then I'll be back down there, and I'll make sure that I widen it a little bit more so he can accommodate himself. Um, and now all of my friends are happy because we can all travel to each other's trees late at night and see each other and have little um, occasions and social events and so on. And um, nobody needs to risk running along the forest floor and with all the predators and foxes late at night. 
um, we can all be safe. We can all journey. We can all travel underneath the forest to the trees and nobody need be harmed again. So we're all very, very happy. Well, the foxes are not really that bad. I mean, if you want to look at some really bad shit, look what humans do. I mean, humans are a lot more dangerous, a lot more evil. I mean, these animals that's out there in the woods, you know, they got to survive. I mean, you know, you're not going to go in the backyard and, hey, call the bear or the deer and say, well, some people do feed the deer and stuff. You know, I saw a dude doing that. But, I mean, I love animals. I love animals more than I love people. I'm sorry to tell y'all, man. But, you know, uh, these animals don't... It depends who you are, you know. I'm a little mole creature, and I live in the forest. So to see my friends be killed by foxes, that's a terrible thing. Well, you ought to be glad it ain't a big, bad wolf or a dinosaur, like, you know, a dinosaur, like a... I'm a little fluffy rabbit, and you're telling me about these wolves and bears. Do you know how that makes me feel? It makes my little... It makes me lay an egg out of fear. I was was considering being... I was thinking about being a funny rabbit, too, because they have a lot of fun, you know? Funny rabbits, they have a lot of people hanging but I'd like to also uh, participate later in this question. You ever seen a bunny rabbits dance out there in the field? I, I watched a video one time. They had like seven or eight of them. They were just hopping in a circle. And it was like, <laughs> that's what you call little rabbit land, you know? Open eyes, can I ask you a question? Um, do you see that cat up at the top? What do you think of the cat? You, like you know, cat, cats are uh, cats are a reptilian cat. Uh, domestic uh, cats out in the wild or whatever out there—not domestic, but the ones in the wild—they uh, have round eyeballs like a human. They're yeah. more like a human than uh, domestic cats. I think aliens created these uh, domestic cats to spy on us and stuff. You know. Um, Mm. Like a gypsy. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So. Do you think uh, I should get rid of my cat? Do you think she's spying on me? No, no. I wouldn't worry about it. If you already got it. I had had cats a lot, too. I mean, so. Okay, that's good. They're fun to have. Your cat got high and had all-you-can-eat sushi. That's what she looks like now. Well, if you ever have someone living near you with goats, I mean, I started talking like a goat. I would say, hey, man, what's happening? You know, and start, you know, chuckling around like a goat does. I mean, when you hear them darn things screaming all the time, you know, it drives you crazy. But my neighbor had goats, you know, when I was living out there in the country. You know, it was, I was connected to like um, like 150,000 acres of, of forest land, and we ran into some coyotes, and I smelled a sc- Sasquatch one time. It was like a musky smell, and it was like in a thicket area, and it was like, oh, man, I, I, this got to be a, a, you know, a Bigfoot or something, you know? And I, I had to, I left the area really quickly because I wasn't going to take a chance because it could have been a bear too or whatever. Too. Open, open eye. If you can, can if you were to think of yourself as an animal in the forest, which one would you be? Just imagine yourself a forest creature, right? Where would you Where would you fall in this uh, e- e- ecosystem? I would be a dragon, mm. a flying dragon. Actually, the rainbow dragon. Uh, there was times I called the rainbow dragon. I could see the people up there looking up and says, oh, look, there's the rainbow dragon. The only reason why they saw it was because I started calling it. And dragons are real, man. I'm not joking. I mean, there's good ones and bad ones. Uh, you know, you can mind control any kind of animal um, with uh, any kind of religion. And you could, 
you know, make them do what you want them to do by controlling their mind. So, open eyes. Um, you know, it was interesting earlier today. I was on. A, I was in a Twitter space, right? It was the people from Certic, and Certic is a is an auditing firm that looks at like cryptocurrency, like fraud cases and uh, like audits to make sure that programming is good, make sure there's no bugs in the system. And uh, the guys asked, uh, like, what uh, questions do people in the audience have? And you came up uh, kind of uh, into the mix and you started discussing simulations within simulations and demons and stuff. And I think it, uh, it confused them because they were talking about a totally different topic. But you kind of brought up a question that I think surprised them. Um, I think they weren't prepared for it. Yeah, I, I kind of like that too. Sometimes I go into space and then I start talking about uh, the simulation and I just want to see how they react or whatever. And, you know, e even though they wasn't even talking about it, the thing is, the main thing we have to do is tell people about the simulation, like just like they were doing the UFO thing or the flat earth thing, because there's something big. I, I, <laughs> I'm probably the best expert about the simulation because I know about quantum entanglement. Like, I'm going to give you an example. So would you say that you go into different spaces and kind of like look for like-minded individuals to kind of follow? Yeah. Well, not to follow, but just to, uh, to you know, let them know that we're living in a simulation, okay? Yeah. Because I mean, you, what I would recommend you do is I'd probably recommend following Kate here, and I would definitely recommend following Addy. They're big believers. Um, they, they understand the power of the demon bitch uh, that's in the, the moon. Like you told yeah. me about that. Remember that? Yeah, they're well aware I of those kinds of issues. Yeah. Well, uh, if you look I, at the cloud, people, I mean, I'm trying to open your consciousness, okay? The easiest thing for humans to do is is meditate on the clouds, watch them, even get binoculars. And you can see that on top of the clouds, I could see their heads. Like there's the people on top of the cloud, you can see their head and you see their eyeballs. And you got to use face recognitioning, okay? You got to turn these switches on in your brain. And then all yeah. at once, when you see their mouth moving, you could hear them from like 20 miles away. I don't know if that's 20 miles away. Well, I'm looking. I, you saying that really reminds me when you say about the clouds and the faces sticking up over them. It reminds me of what we were talking about when my bunny rabbit was sticking out over the edges of the cliffs. And I just remembered because we actually plan these spaces pretty strictly nowadays, because otherwise we just like talk about the craziest stuff for ages. So we need to like keep on schedule. And we said that we were going to do animal stories for at least the next 20 minutes um, all going around. So you're a dragon, right? Because we, I don't know if you missed it, but we said um, we're all going to be a different small animal and we're all going to be like a band of fun friends that go on adventures together. But the way that we're basically right now, we're making the story of how we all met in the first place and how that happened was, so for example, Addy um, was a fairy eating acorns in a tree. Coach was um, a crazy ass, and uh, I was a rabbit. So, like, yeah, my name is a dragon. So, yeah, I think we should just let the others go through theirs as well, because I promised them they could all have their turn. Oh, and then okay. Carry yeah. on. Is that okay? Like, I, I, I love yeah. your what you call on there. Yeah. Okay, so Sefi, what animal are you? Well, I was the hawk. Um, I think we'll get to maybe. Leah and then John, because Leah's new here. I don't think she's ever had a chance. Oh, hi, Leah. I was in a group chat with you once, I think. Hi. I, I don't know. I'm a hummingbird. That's very brave of you. Thank you. Thank you I for sharing. hummingbirds outside of my house right now, actually. Hold on. It's not just what you are. It's, um, it's where you live and what your day-to-day -day activities are. Me? Yeah. So you need to say where you live. Like, do you live in a tree? Have you built your own nest? Do you live in a burrow? Like, like, what what did you construct to live in? And also, what do you do like on a day to day basis? What are your activities for the day? I, I'm having a lot of like overstimulation right now. I'm very nervous. Oh, it's okay. That's all right. That's all right. We'll we'll, we'll just like that, that's a cool vibe. I'll include you in the drawing anyway, and we'll just like go on to the next one. Thank you why are you like nervous? Why? Yeah, but you got to ask her why she's nervous. Is she having some kind of problem or something? I think sometimes when people are nervous, like they might not want to speak anymore in a public space. I'm having a really big problem right now, but uh, I'm feeling a bit better. Do you have diarrhea? I can yeah. help you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it goes. It's just like a little bit of uh, diarrhea. Yeah. And, uh, 
It's hard. Hey, I, I would yeah. recommend eating like some it's carrots or mushrooms really to really sort out the fiber situation down there. Yeah. So this is a fiber problem. Um, open eyes. Uh, yeah. Well, let's let's get to John next, and then see what uh, kind of comments he has to make about this. Who's Who's John? Um, he's this um, <laughs> Moon Lambo guy up here at the top. All right, John, you can speak now. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, <clears throat> I would like to be like a jaguar in the Amazon, and you know, have make like be friendly with like all these different creatures, you know, uh, maybe get on with, you know, some of those, like the, you know, the animals up on top when they swing from trees to trees and like everybody would like kind of report into me a little bit and I'd like protect the area, you know, and, and make it like a, a fairly peaceful area. Maybe we'd send hunting parties out so we wouldn't like eat, eat ourselves. We would like work other areas and, and bring it back, you know, and everybody wins type of stuff. I did debate being an elephant, by the way, because I think elephants are really cool. I wonder what it would be like to like have that trunk, you know, and you're big, but that's kind of where I am on the animal thing. Um, I would have been a bunny rabbit, but Zara already took that. So that I had to like switch gears here. Um, may I ask one question open eye though, that I think is interesting. I know we're staying on the animal thing, but would that be okay? All right, let's go for it. Um, open eye. Um, the National Park Service, and I know you're a big hiker. Have you ever been in those massive underground caves? Because I'm not sure. You know, maybe you could tell us a little bit about that if you don't mind. Well, no, I haven't been in the cave thing. Uh, I I did go when I was a kid. You know, in Arizona, they got the caves in Arizona, or whatever. But you know, you got to pay to go in there and stuff. Uh, so, is that your real voice? What? How I talk? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could change my voice, actually. <laughs> I could talk, like, I could talk like a keen ass. <laughs> a I, I can talk. Wait. Whenever I try to speak like you, I just start speaking in a British accent. Um, howdy. Wait. I can't even do it. <laughs> yeah when you say you could do something you try to do it then when it's you like say you can do something yeah and then it goes like oh my bang. god i almost got it wait hold on one second <laughs> i'm from the south my mima is braiding my hair i feel like that was like honestly pretty good all right how many women in here know about the french curls kitty do you know about it <laughs> The psychic, you use your psychic ability. You got to yeah. put all your hair up in a bun. He talked about it yesterday, so we were aware. Went, did any of y'all beautiful women try it yet? I mean, they're pretty busy, you know. I'm not sure they've sold on the uh, potential upside to it. Yeah. But it's fun. I mean, doing scientific research. I mean, going to the railroad tracks and... I have I have a good one. I was uh, I got some crystals, a bunch of them, and I put it around my body, and I pointed, I, I got a compass, and I pointed myself toward north, and I caught a radio station in my mind. You know, that was freaking amazing. Where are you from? Louisiana. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was about the last forty-five minutes or so of the. Lunk Dow, Lunk Orgy, haters and keyboard warriors come out and face us. And I bet this one's got crystal magic in it too, man. Shit. Recorded on Tuesday, September 20th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Y'all come back now, you hear? Reading in a book, yo, I learned something nifty. The CIA was feeding people acid in the 50s. Some people knew it. Most of them didn't, it was like a little game they invented. 
Sandals had the plug, it was all about the research Gotta get turned on, hollering me first Government reaction is always kinda knee-jerk Not exactly what I'd like to see out of my leaders Zen lunatics trying to see the other side Everybody likes to hide and seek when the dose is high Paranoid like, people are watching me Well that's because, people are watching, see? If DMT is the Niagara of epiphanous beauty And psilocybin treats your mind like a movie LSD wasn't the mind control they wanted So they kept designing different drugs to haunt us You are an explorer And you represent our species And the greatest good you can do Is to bring back a new idea Because our world is endangered By the absence of good ideas Our world is in crisis Because of the absence of consciousness just another night in the cabin, camping Three drops hitting each time like, well, that happened Feeling like a weird alien on this planet I'm just passing through, staring at these inhabitants They didn't know provocateurs infiltrating lock your doors Trying to start a quiet riot so they could mop the floors Used to sway the forage, waiting for the drum roll And that's what happens when cutthroats get all the control Acting all manic, the passion is frantic The visuals are magic, so let your mind brandish This little weapon of mass dysfunction Red Dawn down, now we're tripping with the Russians Reading in a book, yo, I learned something nifty The CIA was feeding people acid in the 50s Some people knew it, most of them didn't And you wonder why we harbor such resentment Dicks. My notion of what the psychedelic experience is for Is that we each must become like fishermen And go out onto the dark ocean of mind And let your nets down into that sea Spaces. <laughs>